I wonder if John's trying to like get in right now and can't. It's going to drive me fucking bonkers if John gets in here and doesn't have his microphone like ready because like every goddamn <laughs> time John gets in here and then there's like another 15 minutes of setup while he tries to figure out how his microphone works. But it's the <laughs> same fucking setup that he's had for the past like 10 episodes we've recorded for. And he's like, sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got to set up my microphone. <laughs> I love John, man. Oh, that God, man. I do too. I do too. Oh, oh. Uh, they, Starting with the echo. We're off to a good start. We, we were just talking about this, John. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh man. I will fix it. Give me a sec. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I said. This is like um, the Matrix. Deja vu. Okay. Here we go. Take two. How's this? So far, uh, so good. Okay. Uh, say your ABCs. A, B, C, E, F, G. What? what? Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. I think. Other than the fact that you can't hit a key. Perfect. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. You only know. <laughs> and you only know the first seven letters of the alphabet. Yeah. I just start seeing it. I'm like, no, I don't want to well, sing it. Hold on. I, I, I like that James asked you to say your ABCs and you elected to sing them poorly. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Games Podcast. My name That's is James. Good. I'm Leo. And I'm John. Oh man, I kind of like I for a second there I didn't have it. Like I forgot what that what was you like. You forgot the whole him? intro. You guys have only been <laughs> off for one episode. What? I don't know. It just felt like I lost it for a second. I was like, "Whoa, hey, what do I do next?" I forgot. All right, we got to get back in the swing of things here. You guys yeah. have only taken one episode off and we've already forgotten what to do. Yeah, that one episode was god awful, by the way. What? Yeah. I'm glad I'm back. No? It's the worst um, one yet. Uh, you needed us. Not worth listening. Just just skip, go ahead and skip that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard it yet. And we're not dogging Zach. Zach was great. Oh! Just... <laughs> oh! All right. Today on the Good Games Podcast, we're going to be talking about the latest hit in the Battle Royale genre, Apex Legends. Um, yeah. Okay, what, what the fuck is Apex Legends? Because, like... Uh, there was no marketing for this. There was no fanfare. There was no right. press release. It was just like overnight, everyone just started talking about Apex Legends. I was very confused yeah. by this. Yeah. What, what um, the fuck I, happened I, here? I feel like th- this is John's moment to shine because he's an expert at like you know the history behind this game. But at a high level, I just want to say, if you take every single game that's anything like this game, uh, there's there's countless battle royale games, right? you mash them all up together that's this game but john you, oh, okay. you give us the rundown of it all right how far back do we want to go I, i'd like to give a little history <laughs> to the lesson. dawn of time <laughs> well the game is less than a month old right so this shouldn't be that long <laughs> well you guys are familiar with the call of duty franchise right i've heard of it before i guess yeah um modern where for modern where warfare 2 goddamn i can't say it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that try, game. try that one more time. Try that one more time. What, what's the name of it? One more time. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. God, nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so that game, uh, that game probably is like the most uh, noteworthy game of the franchise. And that was one of the last games that the core Call of Duty team uh, made together. So the uh, reason I bring that up, uh, that game is more or less uh, like the golden standard for gunplay and how guns should shoot and feel and how, you know, lobby-based multiplayer games generally are. Um, and so... That team uh, basically, over the years, kind of fell apart from just the cycle of Call of Duty, the annual releases. That's sad. Do they still keep in touch? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they do, and they all went to EA under the name of Respawn. So, oh. Re- yeah. Oh. Well, so, they respawned under EA. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Respawn, they're, they're, they're awesome guys. I like a lot of their stuff. They made the Titanfall franchise. John knows them personally. Right, you hang out with them on the weekends. Yeah, <laughs> They're great guys. I wish. I wish. That would be amazing. Uh, so yeah, they, they make great games. Um, and they made Titanfall. They're rumored to be making the new Star Wars game. Uh, oh, under EA. Yeah. <laughs> T- tell you what, tell you what. It's been 15, 20 years since we've had a good Star Wars game. I'm cautiously optimistic for... Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, Respawn seems to be... Uh, they have a higher than average batting uh, average for somebody under EA. So, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, and uh, they just, like, like you guys were saying earlier, they just kind of came out of left field and dropped Apex Legends on, onto us. And just like same day, here's the game. You play it now. So, I mean, uh, but... Apex on its own, it's it's excellent. It's um, it's battle Roy- battle royale evolved. It's uh, all the good parts of the battle royale games and kind of uh, streamlining all the not so good parts and yeah. What what, what are the good? Okay, uh, define what battle royale evolved means. Is that the official <laughs> tagline to Apex Legends? I think uh, it is. Well, that was like one of the marketing terms that they used. I think on Drop. Right. Uh, All right. right. What what is the good stuff that they have refined, and what is the bad stuff that they have let go? Okay. Uh, so out of the box, you get a class based system, and so that makes each of the characters uh, more interesting. Uh, from the beginning so you have a strategic element from from the get-go of like which character you're going to play and um you have a squad because, of three because the characters have unique abilities that affect their play style exactly right. and not just that um they also have different sizes and hitboxes the run speeds are the same but um you know the yeah. characters themselves have different things that complement kind of their personalities or you know like leo was saying the play style um and so there's that there's a it's three it's automatically a 3v3 v3 there's no um there's no single queue and uh i think single queue in battle royale games like after playing apex like i don't know why anyone wanna would want to subjugate themselves to well uh, i'm just, kind of interested in in them they said they're gonna put out a solo queue and i'm interested in playing that well what the fuck happened to me because i played this game very briefly uh, and I, I got into the game. My very first game, it was like, all right, your squad is ready to go. You get to pick your character first. I was like, cool. And I picked the character, and it's like, all right, your squad mates are picking character. And it's like, here's your squad. And then it was just me. 
in the squad. I was the oh, only one. Oh, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's just an unfortunate happenstance. And then I got destroyed. But I mean, I was expecting to get destroyed. But, like, why was yeah. I not paired with people? Is that just something that can happen randomly sometimes? You'll just be on a squad by yourself? Yeah. Uh, so the game, the game is not perfect by any means. There's definitely some technical issues. There's, there's also, uh, you know, troll people who don't agree with you they'll just disconnect and there's no punishment system in place for that i I mean i think you're gonna get that in any game but that's kind of a bummer that there's no uh, discouraging of of trolls yet yeah Yeah. absolutely but i'm sure as as the game matures and has like uh some sort of ranking system or you know like they'll start to put like lags on matchmaking or something you know to to deter people from doing trolly things like that but also on, on the note of the technical side that's also one of the good things about this game because of i I guess the the skill level of these developers this game came out out of the gate so much more polished than most of the games that are and it's free for a free battle royale game it is super smooth and polished yeah Um, it's i was was definitely impressed by the polish yeah and they also added a couple of just kind of quality of life things that i liked like um, the ping system, which is borrowed from a game such as Rainbow Six Siege that I like, that they like yeah. just barely added to uh, Player Unknown's battle on uh, Battleground, which which we you know covered in a previous episode. <laughs> you want to take another stab at that one too? <laughs> uh, such as PUBG, uh, which we covered oh, in a previous Nailed episode. It. There you um, go. And uh, yeah, so you know, like they they definitely grabbed ideas from other games and stuff that worked and applied them. I think to this game so some of the th- i want to go over some of the other um things that are amazing about this game so you covered the ping system um you and i were playing a few games Leo, and you mentioned that we don't even really need mics the ping system is True. extremely comprehensive yeah mm-hmm. you could you could ping loot you can ping areas you can ping enemies yeah. um yeah and then uh i think the inventory management system has been extremely streamlined as well uh you automatically attach attachments to guns you automatically pick up guns and equip them uh you like you can ping different uh ammo types that you need for your gun so your teammates know to look out for those ammo right you can ping from your inventory like from your inventory you can ping uh basically like everything is extremely streamlined you're not spending times in menu like trying to figure out where you want to go, trying to drag someone's items from some inventory into yours. Like a lot of that's been eliminated almost. And yeah, and, and that ping system is really underrated, I think, <laughs> in a in a multiplayer game in today's age. They know that people who are just hopping on don't want to let, have to like hop on Discord and 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 you know or like if you're playing with strangers and you're creating a squad of strangers, not everyone wants or has a mic. So they they made this communication system that's just like it's beautiful, really how how well it works. And you don't mm-hmm. need a mic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and then uh, uh, the game map is somewhere in between PUBG and Fortnite. So it's not so massive that you can basically play a walking simulator the whole time, but it is, um, it's on the larger side. So there is some strategy involved. So, uh, you, you, if you play the game a few times and you kind of get a feel for where all the good spots are, 
you can optimize your your games if so be it to get the best loot and then also to engage in firefights you know kind of at your own discretion so there's a there's that going for it as well something else i like i like right out of the gates right out of the gate is is their i guess you would call it their i don't know progression system there's Mm -hmm. there's the loot and everything that you would expect from a free game you can buy currency to get more loot boxes it's it's pretty much all uh cosmetic which is good but then there's also like a leveling system and a stat sort of progression system and and you can brag about your stats and your kills and your level on your little player card that shows up when you're loading the game um and so what this hints at for me is a future in ranked or competitive esports play. Uh, so that's so they already have their vision on you know having a, a progression system and a, and a sort of a matchmaking ranked system. It seems probably. Yeah, uh, I think I think one thing uh, for sure on the business model side of things is that uh, apparently respawn had no involvement from EA whatsoever in terms of how they were going to monetize the game, and I think it has really paid off because, you know, I think it it just helps that there's no microtransactions that influence the game at all, so, or or the balance of the game. That was the other thing I was surprised by. Like, the the first two things, like, I was playing it, I was surprised by the polish, I was surprised by uh, how much character the game had. I mean, it's just kind of a nice to have, uh, but this game definitely put some, like, I don't know, just in the opening cinematic and like the uh, oh, yeah. the tutorial that you do, there's a little bit of like world building and character building. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was really good. But yeah, the other thing that surprised me, I was like, "What? Why is this game not aggressively asking me for money?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that is pretty surprising. <laughs> yeah. um, they, they while we're talking EA about the business, en- what, what's that? I just said they kept EA out of it. Yeah, yeah. that pretty much explains it. <laughs> while we're talking about the business end of things. I, I I still don't understand how this game just like took off overnight. Like what I, I there was yeah. like no press release about this at all. Like do right. you guys know anything about like the decision to not market this or announce it or anything? I think they were sneaky with the marketing actually. I think they they know their player base and they got the game into the hands of some really influential Twitch streamers. And, uh, okay. and YouTube content creators and stuff like early on or like, you know, like, yeah, like pretty much as soon as they released a beta or whatever. Um, and that kind of just spoke for itself because, you know, millions of people are viewing these uh, streams and replays and stuff. So, you know, it's a little more of a viral, uh, right. viral market. And it, and it went viral. Okay. I mean, I think in one week they hit like 8 million active players or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think also we're, they released it in such a prime time of like battle royale games. Everyone's feeling battle royale fatigued, and I think they just let the game speak for itself and kind of released it kind of at the tapering end of Fortnite and all that, you know. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's a lot to say for them knowing what is good about every other uh, battle royale game or influential kind of FPS game. And taking the best of all those games and putting it into one, and I think they Absolutely. they knew what they had. Like they knew they were sitting on gold. So these guys, they've made a masterpiece. It seems. Oh well, hot damn! Yeah. So is this like the definitive battle royale game now? I, I would I, say I, so. I think so. 
Yeah. I would say if this if Battle Royale as a genre starts to die off after this year, this is the game that just kind of lives on in, in infamy, as it were. Just you know, the in the wake of all the battle royales. Yeah. So you guys think this can this can poach players from PUBG and in Fortnite, and oh, yeah. you, you think that player base is going to migrate over to this? Totally. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think the game stands on its own, even as just an arena shooter, right? Like if you just want to go in and, and just kill people and have fun, like and not necessarily be the best squad or, or be champion, like you could just totally do that and screw around. I think mm-hmm. the game ena- enables people to do that for sure. And it has like that mm-hmm. that character that you talked about of, you know, the Fortnite game and, and sort of the more cartoony, energetic movement and everything, but it still has the really good gunplay that a, a, someone like a PUBG player would, would like and a much smoother <laughs> gameplay experience. So right, like, yeah. there's no reason for you to, <laughs> to play any other Battle Royale game. Man, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah, nice. Absolutely. It's- it's kind of insane. It's one, actually huh? kind of insane. And I I also think it's probably better supported than a lot of the other Battle Royale games. Like, Respawn's on top of things. Like, they've already added a couple new weapons to the game. They've made some subtle changes that are, that are very impactful, but you don't have to relearn the whole game because of those changes. And so I think they're they're supporting the game in such a way. And, and they've also banned a ton of cheaters. There was an article about that today. Right. Over, that's like, that's the important part. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's the thing with PUBG, and I think that's probably why that game went downhill is because there was a lot of cheaters on on PUBG for such a long time. And well, yeah, that that and a poor development team. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like the 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 key thing, James. I think this is definitely the definitive game going forward, uh, with two caveats. They have to support their software, and that means taking out cheaters and and providing patch updates and everything uh, with some good level of cadence. And they have to get into the competitive sort of esports uh, world and start marketing that, and that's what will take this game to the next level. That could be interesting, having like a big, like uh, you know, big arena of three v three v three v three v three. Like you know, that, sure. that, that would, I would watch that. You know what? I would watch that. I think it would be quite enjoyable, and just have like that's interesting. Tables light up and and go blank when when the teams get eliminated. That'd <laughs> yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah, the crowd that's really cheers. interesting because yeah, um, uh, for as big as you know the battle royale genre has gotten, it hasn't really clicked with esports yet. Yeah, I think it's one of those games that is is really hard to convert into esports, especially yeah. like I was saying before with the single queues. Like you'd have to be a, a pretty major player in order yeah. to. Which is why it's great that they're focusing so much on the squad-based play. So they're already ahead on that. Right. There's even champion synergies where if yeah. you pick three different, three complementary champions, you, you actually give yourself an advantage in certain situations that right. do right. matter. Right. So you I was have... going to say, I really, did, I, I really did like the idea of having different classes that do different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that seems to be a, a mechanic that would work well in, the, in this type of genre. So, yeah, I thought that would be a good segue into our top five, if you guys are. Oh, all right. You're sure. All right. Let's, let's top five it up. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, it was almost a good segue. Uh, who's going first? I don't know. I think Leo should go. I'll go. Yeah. (laughs) Go. Okay, okay, okay. Do you want to introduce the top five genre or something? (laughs) 
I thought you were doing. You started the. All right, fuck it. All right, uh, our top five for this episode is our top five favorite competitive games. That was the roughest transition from. Well, that we, was we were talking about competitive gaming and how it was gonna do better, and it was perfect. Yeah, no, I mean. You, you you set me up for the alley-oop. You know, you, you threw me the, the nice pass, and I took the slam dunk and then hit my forehead on the rim, and now I'm bleeding everywhere. All right, well, you know, uh, we're, we're just a little rustier. It's been, it's you, been you, an yeah, episode. Yeah. You could fix it in post, James. No one will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could, but that requires me to have care. time to edit oh, stuff. To not, care. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Leo, why don't you okay. kick us off here? What's All your right. number five? So we're talking about the top five competitive games. Uh, games that I feel are the best at being competitive. Um, yeah. Well, okay. What well, you just restated, you just reframed what the top five is. You just, that doesn't mean anything. Here's I what. had no idea. Cause John, John pitched this category. Let's do top five competitive games. I was like, cool, let's do it. And yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck is a competitive game? Okay. Like, what does that mean? Well, that's why it I'm stressing you, that. It means what you guys wanted to mean. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, I didn't know what that means. Like, is it a game that you compete against somebody else to be the best? Is it a game that it is it. fun to watch? Like, like esports, like you watch other people compete. I have a or blend is of it... the two. It's I, all I, of the I above. Also, I also do that. I, yeah. I I did the same thing. Okay, so uh, so so yeah. so stating that then, okay. So my number five is a little weird, but if it, it is a competitive game, and my yeah, number sure. five would be yep. chess. Okay. All right. Okay. Technically a game. It yes. is a game. And it, uh, some uh-huh. would say it's probably the oldest game ever right now. I mean, I don't know. Any... Uh, I don't think people say that. But okay. Yeah, I don't know. know. Some some might. They might be incorrect, but they'll say it. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a game that's thousands of years old. Uh, and I would say it has. Is it that old? Huh? Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking up the origins of chess. Keep talking. Okay. okay. Well, you, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's thousands of years old. It originated in, yeah, in Un- India. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, well, we'll fact check this. Keep going. Okay. I think India and the pieces were different and stuff back then, but well, here's the interesting thing about chess. Um, it is, it is a solved game more or less. Um. And what I mean by that is the strategy behind chess, I find, is not like, oh, here's a, a, a brand new trick nobody knows. Everyone knows how all the pieces move and what the best optimal pieces. Right. We have computers to tell you what the optimal moves are. But the strategy in chess and the, and the competitive nature of it comes from sitting across from another person and you're the only one that you can blame if something goes wrong and you make a, a, a less than ideal move um, i thought i thought there was too many different combinations of moves for it be for it being possible to know the optimal move set humanly possible well, yes what i mean is computers can figure it out but I even mean, ai you can't you program different ai to do different strategies like there isn't like per se right. an optimal game yeah yeah, yeah. but I, well there there is in most situations like between human players and optimal play that like a, a computer would be able to figure out and explain to you why it's optimal 20 moves down the line. 
But as a okay. human being, you you pretty much yeah. It's there are definitely moves that are more optimal than others. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know if chess is like solved though. Yeah, yeah, that's I, what I was thinking. I, well. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the like the optimal like definitive algorithm for how to play chess is written. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I was making sure that. Was, I, I, that's that's fair point. That's a fair point. But what I'm saying is, it's it's more likely it's a well-defined game yes it's 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 this like a lot of the strategy is there and is easily like or more easily followed by computers than it is by human players and and so it's interesting because you can go you can watch like a stream of professional chess players happening and what happens is the casters will be talking to the audience and running um computer analysis on the game like live happening so when a when a pro chess player makes a move, he thinks, uh, you know, this is what I feel is best. And then all the casters will tell the audience members, he just made a move that's, you know, 80% less likely to win than this move, according to the computers or whatever. Um, so it makes it fun for, I think, the audience because it gives them um, an ability to act like they know what's going on, I guess. Or, I mean, I'm sure right. they know a lot more than me. But uh, yeah, it, it's very entertaining and it's very intellectual. And it's uh, that's the that's the interesting thing about chess that I I think you just uh, uh, brought up that is similar to fighting games that like I think there is an algorithm that can probably to a certain degree of 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 like certainty uh, define what is the most optimal move in most situations. Right. But like the situation you just brought up where somebody does something weird. Like just because it is weird and forces yeah. the game into a into a state that is unexpected and like something that is not as like uh, deeply explored and well recognized, you know, totally. just to put the game put the game into a weird state, like that is something that is like good to do in fighting games. Sometimes, like this might not be the optimal move, but like this is going to be a weird situation. And do you know how to handle this yes. situation? Right, and the hopes yeah, that you're going to knock your opponent off balance, and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, particular yeah. strategy is my best strategy because I don't play optimally, and <laughs> right. probably why I'm going to become a chess grandmaster as I've been playing a lot of chess. Naturally. So, so where did you say chess was derived from? I can't remember. I said India. Uh, nailed it. Chess is Boom. believed to be derived. This is according to Wikipedia. Chess is believed <laughs> to be derived from the Indian game Chaturanga. Chat Chaturanga. Uh, sometime okay. before the 7th century. So Boom. that's how far this goes back. Chaturnaga is the likely ancestor of the Eastern strategy strategy games Shangqi, I think I'm... Sh- Shianqi, Jangi, and Shoji. <laughs> Can one of the bumpers uh, just be us mispronouncing things? Absolutely, <laughs> okay. yeah. Somebody, somebody in the comments can uh, tell us that they're actually listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Chess reached Europe by the 9th century due to the Umayyad conquest of Hispania and uh, there in the late 15th century in Spain is when the like modern rules and pieces and uh, whatever, uh, the modern idea of how we play chess now yeah. was solidified in Spain in the 15th um, century. One last thing about chess and I'll stop talking about it. I'm, and I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, the, we went on a nice little t- chess tangent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just one last thing. Uh, the One of the interesting things about chess, because I play lots of competitive games, as you guys know, but um, the, the fact that the game is so old... Um, People will actually refer to games that happened like in a game room in 1892 between some random English dudes 
and they, like they have a name for that game and a history like it's in the chess history books as some iconic amazing game where some what you're not aware out. of williamson versus <laughs> yeah, johnson yeah yeah no it's exactly like that and it's a way it's amazing like, if you talk to if find like someone who plays chess a lot or or follows the scene and that's all they'll be like oh well in this famous game between williamson and johnson uh, this, 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 this. and they're like what how do you know that but uh yeah that's kind of a weird part of it it's more like you're a noob that you don't know that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah all right, my number five is far less uh, old. It's it's about uh, I don't know in 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 the grand scheme of video games, I suppose it's decently old, uh, and it's a game I played. Uh, it, it's the only online shooter that I've really gotten into, and I, I got into this quite a bit in like high school and college. That's Team Fortress Two. Oh, uh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I played a lot of TF Two, which is when you were talking about, like, um, Apex Legends took the class idea from whatever fucking game, I was like... Okay, no, yeah, yeah TF2, like, oh, sure. TF2, like, the original class-based shooter? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's kind of the game that made, like, the class... Like, took the idea of specialized classes and applied them to first-person shooters. Totally, totally. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that, that was... It was the first game that I was like, oh, wow, there's, like different play styles to this it's not just you know you run around and aim your line up your crosshairs on the guy and shoot him in the face like oh i can you know i mean i can do that if i want to be a sniper or i can you know be a medic and pair with a heavy or you know you can be a spy and uh you know have all these decoys and sneak around and uh, i i really enjoyed the idea of uh different play styles to suit different people yeah yeah the, the one thing i noticed about tf2 or one of the first things i noticed is that none of the classes have any automatic weapons unless you count like the medic but really like none of the mate like none of the play styles rely on you having like twitch aim right. with like right. you know with automatic gun or anything like that which was really refreshing it's a key balance uh idea that they took yeah so my number five um it's kind of like chess in a way. Um, uh, it's StarCraft II. for this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, well, a lot of people like to compare that game to, like, real-time chess in a way. Yeah, saying yeah, that. yeah. And also, I've heard the comparisons to Rock, Paper, Scissors, like, fighting games. So it's probably somewhere in between those two analogies. And uh, I think that game is both fun to watch and fun to play. I was never amazing at it. But uh, I think it's an important genre for competitive, the competitive gaming scene, totally, uh, and and for the gaming industry as a whole, because you know a lot of other major games have evolved from RTS like StarCraft II. Um, but yeah, I I think there's a nice refreshing um, balance between like all the different variety units that you can build in StarCraft II, and uh, what like. And like your, you know, mini economy that goes on during the match. So uh, basically, you want to scout the enemy's base, see what they're building, um, while also building up your own base, and then also oh, yes. building an army that is well adjusted against theirs. Yeah. So and and back to the conversation about optimal play and everything. There are optimal build patterns for you know, whatever race that you choose, there's three races, but 
and they have a different like set of build patterns and, and buildings and units and stuff. There's mm. different strategies for why you might choose this pet build pattern or that build pattern, which just like in chess, there's different opening strategies and, you know, they have names and everything like that. But, you know, you can, like James was saying, you can choose to do something a little odd or a little weird to try to try to throw your opponent off, but there is an optimal oh, absolutely. path. It, along the lines of playing optimally, not just building your units or buildings in a certain order, but also like the movement. So you can optimize in almost infinite directions with that game. Like you can increase your actions per minute. You can uh, you can split your marines against banelings. So like banelings are a pretty hard counter to marines in that game. And like one baneling can take out like four marines, and that's a pretty big trade for like the Terran Zerg interaction. Right. Uh, but you can split your Marines and avoid as many casualties if you become extremely good at that game. And that's always fun to watch someone at a very high level do that. And uh, like you can tell how amazing they are at the game based on how well they do it, too. So, You know, I was a Diamond StarCraft II player. Oh, really? That's incredible. The back, best I got was gold. Back in, <laughs> back in the beta. Oh, well, I think the oh, first okay. season. I think the first season, maybe first season. I think wasn't all the league skewed to a certain way. It wasn't hey, yeah, as many I don't, I don't know. Hey, it was tough. I I learned quite a bit. Okay, and it was very stressful. And the only reason I quit was because I literally got heart palpitations playing that game in ranked. Yes, yeah. it, it was that, super hard. That game gave you major ladder anxiety. Yeah. It was very hard to play ranked. All right, uh, my number four is Yoshi Tetris Attack. Oh shit! Yeah. That's a really good game, and some uh, like a lot of people don't know about how competitive this game really is. And if you oh, yeah. if you play some Yoshi Tetris Attack against someone else who knows how to play and the and the strategies and can move fast and stuff, that game is hella entertaining to watch uh, and to play mm-hmm. against uh, someone at a competitive level. Now that's a game I would love to see be remade into some sort of new you know next gen you know online capabilities and you know yes like we need that so bad come on nintendo or someone else i haven't played i haven't played yoshi tetris attack was that like is that is there tetris 99 is that game at all anything like that Uh, no 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 no. tetris 99 is closer to apex legends than it is (laughs) Um, yoshi tetris attack uh, is uh, is basically uh have you played bejeweled yeah, I think I have, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's like the one where you have to like match the different color pieces to the other color yep. pieces and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that. And when you, when you, your little cursor will, will move uh, blocks around and then you can get combos kind of like in Bejeweled. I mean, I'm sure Bejeweled modeled itself a lot after this game where if you, if you hit a couple of colors in a row, then the next ones drop down and they make a match. Then you get like, you know, a combo and stuff like that. The chain um, reaction effect. Right. The fun yeah. part of the, the PvP aspect of it is when you do those chain reactions and combos, it sends a block over to the opponent side. So it's like a split screen and you both have a random like mm-hmm. set of colors. And the opponent okay. will now have a block that they have to, you know, work harder to get rid of. Like it has to be touching a certain color or or some of them are bigger blocks, so you have to like combo on them multiple times to get rid of them. Um, so, so you're fighting your opponent. It's like by doing those combos and stuff. Um, I see. It's, it's really neat, and then it gets faster and faster. Tetris Attack is uh, well. First of all, it's 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 closer to Puyo Puyo than it is to Tetris, which is weird that they called it Tetris Attack. But it's also the exact same game as Pokemon Puzzle League or um, Panel de Pan. If you've played any of those t- three 
It's it's the it's literally the exact same fucking game as Pokemon Puzzle League and Penalty Pond. Huh. I gotta go play those other games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. But it is uh, to the best of my knowledge, it has not been remade since Pokemon Puzzle League for the N sixty four. Yeah. They they are sitting on a mountain of gold if they can remake that game. I, and please give me that play. on Switch. Please yeah. give me that on Switch with network play. For real. And I'll I'll just never I'll I'll die. I'll just <laughs> die never go outside happily. again. Yeah. <laughs> I will die happy. All right, James, what's your number four? My number four is a game where you drive cars around hey. and try to get a soccer ball into a goal. It's Rocket League. There it is. Uh I love me some fucking Rocket League. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm I'm sure most people know what Rocket League is, but it, it's it's basically if you took like a weird physics game and made it competitive, because um kind of the whole the whole like learning curve of like whatever getting good at Rocket League is understanding how to strike the ball with your car because it's it's all um like I said it's all like a physics engine right so your car your car kind of has certain angles that you can hit the ball, which is a sphere. Well, let's not forget the cars like, have rockets. So you have to learn how to hit those aerial yeah. hits. Well, I was going to say, the first thing is just learning how to strike the ball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, learning how to control your car and striking the ball. That's important. Then, like, the next step is, like, learning when to strike the ball. Ooh, because yeah. um, it's a team-based game. It's it's The standard mode is three-on-three. And a lot of people, when they're just learning Rocket League, will just chase the ball forever and ever and ever. Like, there's kind of a pattern to Rocket League that, like, you're almost your your team is almost like taking turns striking the ball if you have a really good synergy going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you kind of want to rotate from striking the ball to going on defense yeah. to like getting in position for a pass to striking the ball, then back to on defense. And you're kind of in a constant rotation between those positions, and that's like whatever the next thing like learning how to strike the ball then when to strike the ball and then like it becomes back to like optimizing how to strike the ball because you also the reason it's called rocket league is you can drive over these um rocket fuel panels that fill your car up with rocket fuel and you can tap a button to have whatever shoot fucking rockets out the back of your car (laughs) and you can fly you can fucking fly in the game and in the ball I mean, it's physics enabled, but it's like a really low gravity sort of thing. So the ball tends to it's like weird physics bounce, yeah. and it yeah, it bounces and hovers in the air a lot. It's it's almost like it's moon gravity, kinda. Um, so then it's learning how to like fly your car in the air to strike it, strike the ball in the air, because mm-hmm. um, a, a lot of newer and mid level players um, don't are are not comfortable striking the ball in the air so if you're good at doing that you can get a big big advantage because no, like, there's like a really punishable side of it if you miss that ball you just go soaring through the air oh yeah you're completely yeah. out of position you yeah. can't really yeah. help your team oh god yeah yeah yeah. if you whiff a thing yeah. in, in rocket league that's basically that, a death that's sentence. my only if, if my only gripe with... with rocket league is like everything you said was so doable you know learning how to hit the ball when to hit the ball and then the learning curve skyrockets when you yeah. have to learn how to do those aerial hits to optimize your play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Have you watched competitive oh, Rocket yeah. League? Like high level competitive? Yeah. Oh, it's a totally different totally game. Totally different. Yeah. It's a different game from the one I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. Like they're playing, 
in the fucking air like half the time crazy yeah. fucking rugby yeah. they're in the air like 90 percent of the time yeah. like they're just like shooting around in the air diving after the ball all the time that's one of those and it's like they have like they have like crazy foresight yes. on where the ball is going yes. to be because they start lining up for shots that like aren't going to be there for another five to ten seconds right. it's ridiculous yeah. that's the weird thing about these competitive games that i'm sure as we talk about each one i'll, I'll see the running motif it's when the game is competitive there is a small percentage of players professional usually who are just playing the game at a completely different level than most people yeah um but it's entertaining to watch yeah it it looks like a totally different game like it's wild it's wild. go watch some competitive rocket league all right john all right cool uh my number four uh it is a shooter and it's uh it's a team-based shooter. It's CSGO. Uh, okay. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Classic. Uh, yeah, it's a classic game. Uh, played it back in the day. There's not too much to talk about in that game, um, but for those who aren't really super familiar with Counter-Strike Global Offensive, uh, it's a game by Valve where uh, there's two teams that play against each other, terrorists and counter-terrorists, and um, there's uh, several rounds that occur in each match, and the point of... Um, the game is to uh, there's there's a few objectives. You either have to plant a bomb if you're the terrorists, which is the most popular mode, or you have to save a hostage uh, if you're counter terrorists. Right. Um, but I'll, I'll focus on the bomb uh, objective because that's the one I played the most and the one I'm most interested in, anyways. Um, <clears throat> so you're so there's two sites on most of the maps. And uh, as the terrorists, one one of you has the bomb and you're supposed to formulate a strategy with your team and find the best path to the bomb site while trying to stay alive against the counter-terrorists and plant the bomb and, and protect it from the counter-terrorists so they don't defuse it. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and, the more and no time, respawns. That's the key thing. Yes. Yeah. So each round you have just your single life and that's it. Yeah. And the more kills you get, the more you accomplish your objective, the more money that you get as a player on your team, and that enables you to uh, purchase more powerful weapons and uh, armor, and uh, not to the point where it's unbalanced, but just as a strategic element too. Yeah. Because you snowball, you, you definitely you, as a team you can you snowball s- over the other team. Yeah, uh, if you have a strong start and say you win the first few rounds, you can definitely keep your advantage uh, with with the extra cash flow income that you and your team get from winning those rounds so uh i think it's one of those games that's fun to watch at a high level and it's kind of fun to play if you can get into it but uh it's definitely not a casual game by any means right so. no it takes a, a good amount of time to be good at that game absolutely john you've paid attention to your esports history books with your list so far those was two very like uh trend-setting competitive games right there yeah i have a variety for my top five so okay uh, all right, my number three, um, I think, is for me. This is just my personal opinion. Uh, v- literally, way better than Counter Strike, but owes a lot of its success and its design to Counter Strike, and that is Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I think when it comes to a competitive shooter, and that's you know, this is the competitive shooter of my top five. I think I would choose Rainbow Six over Counter-Strike just because everything you like about Counter-Strike is in Rainbow Six, but then Rainbow Six also adds 
class play as a strategy with different class skills and stuff and um just some quality of life things like the pinging system that i mentioned earlier so mm-hmm. to me while csgo is definitely the big daddy of com- competitive fps's rainbow six just takes everything it does and makes it way better to me i mean shooting through walls and everything uh, it still has like the you can die in one hit sort of feel to it but it just has so much more to offer so i agree yeah i think i think that's a great game too my number three is literally any video game that has a good speed run category. Uh, so competitive speed running is like a thing. So you like if you've ever watched a game done quick, yeah. um, a lot of uh, a lot of the like popular big popular games all have races where multiple uh, people will play against each other, and that's really fun to spectate. The thing that has got me like. Actually, I think I want to do this speed running is not the speed run races, but the um, have you guys watched competitive speed run bingo or competitive <laughs> yes. speed one run randomizers? Yes, yes. Oh my god, I god, I want to get good at like Ocarina of Time bingo, right. like that looks so interesting <laughs> to me. Or they have um, uh, like Ocarina of Time randomized, uh, Super Metroid randomized, like I just want to like go back and play those games randomized like uh, but um also running that like as a speed run category is like super interesting mm-hmm. um for the same reason that bingo is in, I, I suppose i should sort of explain what these things are so uh bingo is exactly what it sounds like you have a five by five grid of uh objectives that are appropriate to your game so if you're familiar with the legend of zelda ocarina of time maybe one of the objectives is uh, uh, get five heart pieces. Uh, maybe one of the objectives is um, kill the fire temple boss. Maybe one of the objectives is, you know, score 10,000 points on the horseback archery or something. I don't know. But it'll have a bunch of ridiculous objectives that are all randomized on a board. And you have to look at the board. And the first thing you have to do is know, you have to be able to evaluate which objectives are the easiest to do. And then you have to think about um, the groupings of objectives because, you know, you're trying to get bingo. So you're trying to get a horizontal line, a vertical line, or a diagonal line. Um, and you have to think about like, oh, if I'm in this one area for this one objective, uh, I can also complete this other objective. But you're thinking about all these things while you're playing the game because usually you don't know what the board is until the game starts. Yeah. So it really tests your skill at the game but also your knowledge of the game and your ability uh, to strategize and like think critically about like, um, you know, just uh, uh, plan your routes. Like uh, route planning is like uh, really good route planning is really important to speedrun bingo um, in the same way that like randomizers are. So randomizers for, uh, I'll just keep it at a link or I'll keep it at the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Imagine if all of the key items in that game were in random locations Right. So um, now you have to think about like which treasure chests are the easiest to get to, um, and like which treasure chests um, can you like glitch your way around with your current item set. And usually the uh, the randomizers are smart enough to um, they usually have a lot of options, but they're usually smart enough to generate a game that is completable. Uh, so you can like randomize all of the locations of the treasure chests, uh, not even just the key items, just every treasure chest is randomized and the game will still make it beatable. Right. So it won't lock. You can't uh, get like stuck. 
Yeah, you can't get stuck. It won't lock. I think the light arrows is one of the things you need to defeat Ganon. It won't lock the light arrows behind a door that you can't get to without, I don't know, something. It, it, it knows how to make a game that is beatable. Um, yeah, those two things really want... I, I, I might get into speedrunning one of the those whole, things, if not just playing. The whole speedrunning scene is just incredible yeah. to me that it's even a thing. And, yeah, fuck, and it's yeah. just evolving now. And it's kind of like insane... Mm-hmm what these people are doing to me these are like if you you have a, awakened as a player if you've become a speed the speed runner and like you have glowing eyes yeah and floaty super saiyan hair and now you've become yeah this other being that wow, it's kind of insane all what these people are doing i i really want to get into speed running if only for bingo and randomizers yes yeah. no very interesting what's your number three john oh, okay uh my number three uh it's a game uh kind of like starcraft 2 i was mentioning earlier kind of came from the uh remnants of uh rts and uh it's basically a moba it's it's called dota 2 and uh i think it's one of the more popular esports games out there uh nothing like uh nothing like um speed running but um I, i also have a lot of respect for kind of the pro players on in that game and kind of uh, what it takes to to be uh, Dota two, you know, to be on a pro team in Dota two. Yeah. Uh, so that game, uh, how do I explain that? Um, so it's a five v five game. Um, it's the Dire versus the Radiant. Um, it's kind of the same setup. It's been around for a while. It's one map, iconic, which you might man. think, oh. Yeah, you might think, oh, that's all one map, or you know, like that—that's nothing. But but it's perfect. Um, every game, it's perfect. Yeah, it literally is. Uh, every every game has different interactions, so there has to be like I don't know at this point, like 120 heroes in the game mm-hmm. with different abilities and skills, and um, and so every matchup is super unique. Uh, every pro player has their own play style. Um, the item shop uh, in the game has, enables you to uh, build your character in such a way and to kind of counteract the team directly. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. I, I haven't played the game in a while, but it's always fun to just hop on Twitch and watch uh, a couple of high-level games or to, you know, every year when the internationals roll around just to see a few, few of those matches and uh yeah yeah i'll definitely talk a little bit more about mobas with my list but basically these games are are just designed to have a great recipe for competitive games and esports and stuff Mm -hmm. uh my number two has already been talked about by james uh it is rocket league it's really good really fun really competitive and really hard um so yeah, we've already talked enough about that. What's your number two, James? My number two is already been talked about by Leo. Oh, it's Tetris Attack. Hey, it's it's really fun. It's really good. It's really hard. It's <laughs> really um, it's 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 the only whatever competitive game that is not a fighting game that I am supremely confident in my skills in. Mm, yeah, I yeah. will wreck your face in tetris attack that, that goes to to anyone listening nice. challenge me let's go in tetris attack oh, yeah. i can take you i can take you 
Well, I'm happy to say I think I beat you a couple times back in the day, but that was years ago. Oh, back, that was back in the day. Let me tell you, I have leveled up, my yeah. friend. I, I don't want to play you I, anymore. I'm just going to hold on I've to those victories. <laughs> All right, John, number two. Number two, uh, it's a game that has been brought up over and over on this podcast. We play it all the time together. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Yeah. Super yeah. Smash Oh, Melee. No, well, melee specifically. Why? Uh, well, I, I would like to put down all of the Whoa, Smash got, games. Oh, so loud just now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> My well, ears, he's really defensive about Melee. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Melee, because I think Melee is one of those games where it's kind of timeless in, in that like people are still playing it, uh, and it's been around for such a long time. I know we played, personally, we, we played a lot of Project M, and we're currently playing Ultimate, but um, I think Melee is the bigger esports game, at least up until recently, and I think it's just more iconic. Yeah, I think it fits your theme of just like iconic, you know, trend-setting esports games and stuff. now why why do you think melee's been around for so long there's so many newer smash games uh well you mean like historically like i like or like why is melee so popular like that's a hard why are question people to still ask. playing melee nobody's still playing street fighter 3 i mean you know i guess some people well are. you could argue people are still playing those games right because they released the uh anniversary edition recently and that was like sure <laughs> but there's way more people playing melee than street fighter three yeah but don't worry james after enough smash games there'll be a lower amount of melee players as the generations move on yeah i mean i think i definitely think that that scene is definitely showing its age uh it's not at evo anymore and it's all a uh, bunch of mid-30s players (laughs) still playing melee right all right you didn't really answer my question but you know whatever well what was your question why why is that game still around why is that game still around Melee, I mean, I think it's just a classic in a lot of people's eyes, right? Like, it's the game that people have put a lot of hours into, and they know. And, you know, Ultimate is still super fresh, so I think people are slowly coming off Melee. So you believe, eventually, Melee players will subside. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Personally, I think Melee is the most entertaining of all the Smashes to watch. As a, you know, if I'm watching Evo, I'm... A thousand percent more excited for the melee uh, tournament than I am any other. But I think the other thing too is there's a lot less uh, like meta in, in melee. Like you kind of know what the matchups are, you kind of know who the pro players are. Like you know what you're getting yourself into when you watch a melee game. But like ultimate is still like developing, and that's fun in its own in its own way. But you just have to relearn a lot of that, even as just a spectator. I, I just think the mechanics are more challenging and because they're more challenging that they're more um, visually I don't know, awe-inducing and amazing to see some of the stuff the pros are doing and stuff as you watch it. It's pretty cool. All right. Is that good enough for you, James? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Leo, what's your best, your favorite, your, I don't know what adjective I should use to, Wait, that's not an adjective. What, uh, yeah, uh, best or favorite? It's a ad- uh, no, it's a best favorite. Your top oh. most competitive game. All right. My top most competitive <laughs> Thank you for saving me, John. game <laughs> is uh, arguably better than Dota 2 in every way, League of oh. Legends. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, yeah. I recognize that Dota 2 was and Dota you know, were 
the uh, um, the forefathers of the League of Legends MOBA. But I think League of Legends is the apex legends of the MOBA world in oh. which it took all the things that the different uh, mods of StarCraft 2 and MOBAs were doing and Dota and made everything just more streamlined and much better. So um, the only thing it does different than the game that uh, John described is everything goes faster, uh, smoother, it has more <laughs> enhanced it's visuals. It's better in every way. I mean, it's better in every way. Stronger, faster. It just is. It just is. Just take Dota 2, make it a smaller map, a faster but, game, um, you know, more impressive visuals and smoother gameplay, and you have League of but Legends. But you can't, you can't deny creep in League. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It's a different... Okay, so you can't... Um, uh, so in with, some ways, it's less competitive. No. No, it's more competitive because you can't deny creeps in league. (laughs) It requires more of a strategy to deny your opponent from from getting the CS. So we won't get into. I'm sure we'll go over some more detailed MOBA stuff in a future episode. But yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm sure we can have some some debates on that. But I I just think it's a different strategy in that aspect. But I I do think it's its own thing. But I think I I like it a lot more. Let's just say that. That was, that was, I just wanted it to sound like I knew what I was talking about. No, that, that was good. That is the one, that's the one difference between League and Dota I know. I don't otherwise yeah. know anything about those games. Yeah. That's a pretty significant difference, too. There are, no, there are significant differences. That, they're not the same game at all, I don't think. Um, you know, there are a lot of differences between them. I just think all of the differences make League better. That's just what I believe. I just like that the two games can coexist without really cannibalizing each no, other. No, no. Dota 2 sucks. It cannot coexist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. I've I played both. They're both good. I just, you know. The league is just better. My number one competitive game is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, John. Super <laughs> Smash. That's interesting. Wow. Because... Because Ultimate and Melee can't coexist. They're going to cannibalize each other. <laughs> it's, it's better than Melee in every way. It's better than Melee. It's bigger, stronger, faster. Um, <laughs> no, I, I absolutely love both games. Um, I just know that I don't... My fingers and mind do not work fast enough to play Melee anymore. Um, so I, I love watching Melee, but I enjoy playing Ultimate much better. I never, I never thought I would see the day. If, if you told me there was a Smash game that was going to play like way slower, have like, <laughs> le- like way less combos, yeah. um, have like, uh, like everyone has, um, like there's like 70 fucking 70 fucking characters and like i'd be like ah this this character this game sounds like fucking ridiculous i've really fallen uh head over heels for smash ultimate i i fucking love this game now you see what i'm talking about though like you know it's different than melee in a lot of ways right Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you still just enjoy it more right it's it's some would Mm -hmm. say in a lot of ways you're missing some level of strategy because of everything you don't know i don't know but i i just think it's (laughs) Just because I don't know, it's weird. It's weird. These games that are just like the the same game, but they make subtle differences, and it's like newer, and they sometimes dumb things down a little more. But that just makes it more marketable, I guess, or something. I don't know. Um, well, the, the, a couple of things I enjoy. I I have 
I was really skeptical on a few things. I was really skeptical on like the ledge play in Ultimate. I I I I now love that. I love the way the ledge works. Uh, I love that you can't like it's it's really hard to like gimp people at like zero or low percent in Ultimate. Uh, well, I want I want my like, chain combo uh, chain grab combos back, but you know. yeah, but there's no there's like no chain grab combos. Like grabbing in general is way less uh, good in ultimate. Yeah. Like I I really love all of the changes in ultimate, with one exception oh. of you can no longer run through your opponent. Yeah, that's so I, annoying. I don't understand why they changed that. I actually and like I that a lot. Don't, I <laughs> really? don't like it. Why? Explain yeah. that to me why you like it. Why do you like that? Because it, it makes sense. In most fighting games, you cannot run through your opponent. And, and like, why should you be able to clip through your opponent like by just pressing oh, the direction no, it, through them? It makes no fucking sense, but I like that as a mechanic. I love Smash Ultimate. It's <laughs> fucking great. It's fucking awesome. Yes, agreed. All right, John. Number one. Number one. All right, my personal number one, um, Street Fighter Five. Uh, Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! The best. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> Why is uh, it the best? It's it's street. I mean, it's just the uh, it's the standard for fighting games. I think, in, in my opinion. Um, oh. Okay. Well, fighting games in, in the traditional sense. I mean, I mean, Smash. You can argue is is a fighting game, but um, it's not it's a not. T- traditional kind of two D fighter. You know. Exactly, yeah. um, and I think I think as a two D fighter goes, I think uh, Street Fighters again with the theme of iconic uh, esports games. I think it is the iconic fighting game, and um, I personally have a okay, lot of fun. The, the 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 franchise is definitely iconic. Street what makes Street Fighter Five, five Street Fighter specifically. Five specifically specifically yeah. good? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean that's the game I've played, so I can't really uh, comment on the other parts, the other games in the franchise, like. I've dabbled oh, okay. with four. Okay. I've oh, dabbled. Okay. I've dabbled uh, with some later games, um, but I'm currently enjoying five. And See, I, I would. Uh, I would say Street Fighter Two is a definitive. Yeah. Uh, is that the SNES version? Fighter game. Yeah. Is that the SNES version? <laughs> I lost. I mean, I don't know be, behind like four, like. Uh, poor John. John. John's a young boy. He's a young yeah. Man. So here's here's the argument. I I, I like Street Fighter Five. I definitely like Street Fighter Five. I think if you took Street Fighter the brand the franchise, take that away from Street Fighter Five. Um, I don't. Garbage. You have a very average. You have a very average fighting game. See, a lot of people say that, but I don't really think so. I don't really think they have an argument for why Street Fighter Five is. That Maybe bad. they just say Everyone that because it's like just your. Well, tell me, tell me why it's game. tell me why it's special, John. Like, explain to me why this game is so good. Because like, what, be, what? Be, because the franchise itself is known for having this hardcore audience, but Five okay. in particular is no, is known for being a bit more accessible. And yeah, similar uh, argument in Smash Ultimate. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it is. I don't. I mean, I don't think I have too much to add to that. And, like, that, and more... that's the same argument I use for League of Legends as well. That it would be more accessible than Dota. And and I think you're right about League of Legends too. That was my first MOBA, to be honest, what? and that was the game that got me into MOBAs. And we League talked about Apex Legends being more accessible for people. Yeah. I think I think it it's definitely upsetting for someone who's a longtime fan, and I don't take that away from the game. Like I'm sure Five isn't the game that people who played four and before really wanted, but I think five as an esports game, like it did its duty of getting more people to play 
and more people is a good thing for everyone, right? Yeah, like, especially for competitive yeah. games that require a large population. Right. To, yeah. Exactly. I think I had a lot of fun watching uh, Capcom uh, Capcom Cup. Like that was a lot of fun to watch, and like, like if I think about traditional like competitive games or sports games, like not even esports, like we saw the Super Bowl together. Like that was really boring to watch. Like I would take <laughs> Capcom Cup. I'll take Capcom Cup every any day of the week over the Super Bowl. I, th- I think the other thing, too, is you have, like, some, like, what feels like realistic access to the pro players. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have, like, you could see their faces, you know where they're from, like, you, like they seem like people, people you can meet, like, day to day. And, like, I guess sports kind of has that, too. Like, they have, like, very yeah. famous all-star players, but it just has that, like, down-to-earth feel to it, you know? Like, oh, like, I really like this player. He seems really cool. Like, right. Here's what I've learned about the, our conversation, guys. It seems to me like most uh, successful esports games, like the ones that have more success, make the game more accessible while still keeping some sort of competitive nature to it, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. It's like, I, at what point does that become too accessible and then isn't competitive enough? It's like this weird balance thing. But I am expecting now some new version of Rocket League that doesn't have aerial play. And somehow that'll just hit it even more than Rocket League. See, I think Rocket League is the perfect example. Anyone can play Rocket League. Like, it's fucking easy. Like, you just start, you drive your car and you hit the ball. Yeah, yeah, but, but like, imagine but imagine if another game came out called Smocket League, and okay. it's just like Rocket League, uh, yeah. except the, there's no aerial play. For whatever reason, if you try to hit the ball in the air, it's never going to work. But every other part of Rocket League, like, hitting it, on the ground and running along walls and hitting the ball into the goal is exactly the same, except for you just can't hit it in the air. Now that sounds like it would be bad. I I think that would be bad. I, I, there's a different, you can have an accessible game that also has really deep gameplay. And I think rocket league is the exact perfect example of that. I don't think like, well, I guess people that's true. are not like getting into Rocket League and then being like, "I don't know how to do aerial shit." Fuck this game, like, do, <laughs> right? No, that, that well, okay. Maybe you hit the nail on the head. Maybe it has to be accessible to the mass audience in a way, but then still deep enough for pro for people who play the game like religiously and become pro players to have mm-hmm. some level of sort of strategy at all and like learning throughout the game's life. So maybe Rocket League is an oddity because they just kind of hit that balance perfectly like right away. But it seems oh, I like I think that's a a great example of a game that is easy to play and yeah. difficult to master. No, you're right. You're right. Um, so I guess that to me, maybe there won't be another like Rocket League 2.0 that does it better. But for the other games, it seems like there's definitely a game that started the idea and added a lot of the depth, but then another game that takes that same level of depth, but then also makes it more accessible. And then you just hit more of an audience. Um, to me, that's the running trend with like League of Legends, Apex Legends, um, Rainbow Six, uh, you know, just these games that have other games to to thank for its core gameplay, but then they just make it more accessible to a wider audience, and then you have a better competitive game. Smash Ultimate, another one. Yeah, cool. Boom. What are what are we endorsing? Uh, just real quick, because I gotta get going soon here. Um, I'm endorsing if you're going to move, because I am getting ready to move here in the next couple of weeks. Which is why I was gone. That's why I was gone last episode. I am packing every day when I get home and, and on support and stuff. So my, my day, nights are crazy. But if you're moving, uh, I would recommend and endorse the use of a moving box ledger, I'm calling it. 
Uh, this is an idea my wife probably stole from Pinterest, where right. as you pack a box in a room, you assign um, a number to that box. Each room has its own uh, first digit number. So like the living room is the 100s Ooh. and the master bedroom is the 200s, et cetera. I right? get it. And I so then it. the boxes in there are 201, 202, 203, 204. So uh, you never have to write on the box, this box has all of my expensive shit on it. So as people are moving it, if you're hiring movers or friends or whatever, they won't know that this box has all of your iPads. They just know it's box 202. But then your ledger, like on an Excel sheet or whatever, says 202 has all my iPads and stuff. And you just keep that to yourself. Uh, and it also makes it easier for people to just drop it off. They know this room is when we get to your new place. This, you know, all the 200 boxes go to this room and all the 300 boxes go to that room. Um, so, yeah, do that. That is smart <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Hopefully it works out well. I'll let you know in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I want to follow up on this. I am going to endorse some music uh, for, for the second week in a row. Uh, I am going to endorse a YouTube playlist called the Best Video Game Music Playlist. I like it. Um, <laughs> Aptly named. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you uh, have like an office job, like a desk job, like like we do, I love to listen to music while I work. And video game music like makes the perfect type of working music. Because it very rarely ever has, like, uh, words or lyrics. It's just usually, like, soothing, relaxing music. Because that, by its nature, has to be what's in a video game. It, it has to just kind of blend into the background in most cases. You know what's so, weird? Yeah, um, you know what's weird yeah. about that? Um, yeah. I actually find myself, you know, humming along to the melodies of video game music even more than mm -hmm. the words of a song just, like, full of words. So sometimes the video game music is actually more distracting. Because I, oh, just, I well, know it so well that I'm listening to the melody. Because you know, but yeah, this is me, well, I guess. I find it pleasant to work too, and if you also oh, find it pleasant uh, to listen to this type of music, uh, go to YouTube and search for the best video game music playlist. Or uh, I think the guy who runs it, his channel is Supra Darky. Oh, is it Supra Darky? Uh, think, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's his YouTube handle. Uh, he has a very ridiculously huge playlist of video game music that is still being updated. Yeah, that's a really good playlist. You introduced me to that a couple of years did. ago, it's, I guess. Now, I, I he yeah. still runs it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him <laughs> uploading, uploading new ones. I still listen to it from time to time. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. I'll have to check it out. All right, John. Let's wrap this up. All right, my number one. Speaking of music. It's birthday song with two chains is my endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm kidding. That's not really my endorsement. Um, uh, okay, I'm gonna edit that in right now. <laughs> okay, I want, hold on, hold on. Can you? What is it? Uh, birthday song by two chains. You should, don't play it on the podcast. Video. It's inappropriate. Play it right now on this. I mean, podcast. we do have an explicit tag on the podcast. So. <laughs> do we? <laughs> Yeah, because you're always saying, God damn it, and fuck this, and all that. Oh, yeah, God damn it, fuck this. All right. All right. Uh, uh, my, my, my actual... Uh, okay. My actual endorsement, it won't take long, um, is this new show I've been watching called uh, Homeland. Yeah. Um, it's actually a few years old, and it's yeah, still ongoing. It's not, it's not a new show, but yeah. No, yeah. It's 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 several years old at this point. Um, but yeah, it's... New it's to John. New to me. I uh, started watching the first season. Pretty much done with the first season. Cool. Um, it's uh, CIA 
uh, tracking down terrorists. It's a really interesting plot. Yeah, it's very um, good show. Yeah, it's uh, pretty standard. John, do yourself a favor and YouTube, uh, if you can find it on YouTube, SNL Homeland. Oh, yeah. Uh, and enjoy that. Do I need to watch anything more than the first season to understand the references? No. no. Okay. It's, it's really good, though. Okay. We'll definitely do. And to you listeners out there, if you watch Homeland Season 1, go watch the SNL skit. It's really funny. All right. So I think that's a show, right? Uh, that's a wrap. All right. For the Good Games Podcast, my name's James. I'm Leo. I'm John. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Uh, Goodbye. See you guys later. I do it who I do it for. And how I come up with this shit up in the studio. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. When I die, bury me inside the Gucci style. When I die, bury me inside. That game gave you major ladder anxiety. Yeah. It was very hard to play ranked. All right. My number four, speaking of, uh, what did you call it? Bladder anxiety? La- ladder anxiety. <laughs> oh. oh, I heard bladder anxiety. No, that's my anxiety. new favorite. I've got bladder anxiety, guys. <laughs> I was like, does that mean you're so stressed you're going to like piss yourself? Like, I mean, yeah. No, it means you're you're so stressed you're scared to pee. Oh, okay. I could do it too. <laughs> What the fuck is ladder anxiety? Oh, that's when you're they like call, they called rank, ranked ladder. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay, you're okay. like too scared to play ranked because you're gonna lose your your thing. Um, okay, and pee yourself, and pee yourself. Um, 